0: All right, today's podcast is, what if I told you that 100% of your life's problems were your fault? That's what we're talking about today. What's up, everybody? So today is a, uh, I actually, this is one of the typical repeat myself versus teach it because people need to be reminded they don't need to be taught kind of scenarios um of the good old victim mentality, right? And how everything in your life can be perfect if you change your perception towards it. That's what we're talking about today. Um so, I kind of want to open it up because I have this conversation all the time with every client when they go to do a measurement or we talk about food and then I deal with this um in relationships, not with my relationship, but well, I guess sometimes maybe. Not really. Nikki's pretty good at that. Um friends, people like we we always like to you know, kind of put the blame on other people, right? And I'm not saying everyone does this, but when I hear this, it just kind of grinds my gears because you literally can have a perfect life if you change the way you just looked at everything in your life, right? Um, I actually have been pretty good with this stuff but i think i really got better at it when i started obviously owning a business and running a business because it kind of required me to be like wow there's really no one left to blame you know so it was very easy for me when i was an employee to kind of be like that's eh, it's this corporate bullshit you know like they have these rules in place and you know as you guys know me i'm probably not the best at following rules but it was it was easier for me to be quote unquote a victim in that scenario because it was just easier to offload some of the blame um, what I realized very fast is when I started doing, um, you know, obviously billing stuff and any type of client management or even employee management, you know, it was nice when you're an employee to be like, oh yeah, you know, just go, go talk to this boss. Cause I don't really want to deal with that problem. And I'm like, oh shit, there's no one left to blame. I have to take this responsibility and take this problem and take it to heart because now it's my problem. Um, and I think honestly... It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I realized that like when you actually just take full control of your entire life and all the things that are surrounded by obstacles, problems, whatever objection you put in front of yourself is created as a problem. Um, it's much easier to handle and solve these things, right? So when you look at health especially because obviously that's kind of my mission statement behind what I want to do with this podcast and media and the gym in general is – Optimizing one health requires you adopting one mindset that can acquire that, right? And it doesn't matter what the goal is, not even just specific to health as always, like this could be a financial goal, this could be a relationship goal. The number one thing that you need to change is the mindset and the perception of everything that you do. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I think I've even made multiple victim ment- uh, mentality type of podcasts before. Uh, and this will be something I probably do at least four times a year because I think it's just worth being reminded um, because there's so much value in changing that perception. Um, and I had this little, you know, not, I don't know, diagram drawing, something that I wrote down. And it was kind of, I never really knew what the other side was because victim mindset, I was like, oh, what's the other side? Is it not the victim? It'd be the hero or the warrior. So someone put warrior in one of theirs when I was like looking all this stuff up and I was like, I don't know if I like warrior. So maybe I call it the hero on the other side. Um, The victim mindset, just to kind of write down the things that I had here. Number one, complains about everything and takes zero responsibility. Number two is letting pain eat you alive. Number three is letting others think for you. Number four is taking action based on emotion. Um, And then the last one is believing that the world is out to conspire against you or oppress you in any sort of way, right? Um, all these are signs of a victim mindset. And that victim mindset is one of the easiest ways to temporarily offload a problem or a obstacle or an issue onto someone else, even though it's not necessarily the other person's fault, right? But that being said, it is much easier for us in that current state, in that emotional state to be able to say that, right? On the other end of it, you know, the hero mindset, the warrior mindset, whatever we want to call it. I think I kind of like hero better. Um, I wrote down a couple notes of like embracing the struggle. So some people actually choose to embrace the struggle versus complain about the process. Um, Fighting through that pain, right, which is the second one, which is obviously very similar. Thinking for yourself, which I think is probably the biggest one. Like for me, I think in order to really kind of take some big steps in your life in every area of that, um, understanding that you first need to think for yourself has to be a starting point. I think this is kind of one of my, um, bigger issues with the education system in America. It's not necessarily that I'm preaching that you shouldn't go to school or college or any of those things. Um, I just, I think the way it's structured is it's teaching you what to think versus how to think. Right. Um, and in all areas that you have a problem issue or obstacle, like I've said, It requires you taking that responsibility back and taking that ownership back to figure out, A, by starting to think about it yourself, how do I actually get through this, right? How do I work through this issue? Um, Because when you immediately kind of offload it, now this is kind of one of those like pros and cons and touchy subjects because I'll just take, for example, for what I do, like for me as a trainer and a coach, I try to take a lot of responsibility for my client's success, right? I want my clients to be leaner. I want them to become stronger. I want them to feel better in their own skin. I want them to reduce stress. I want them to sleep better. I want them to have better sex. I want them to have everything to be optimized. That would be like my ultimate goal, like for what I do. Um, now, that being said, as a reminder for those and as for clients of mine that are listening to this, if I only see you three hours a week, there's only three hours that I can actually have a hands-on effect on the physical aspect of training, mobility, strength, performance, body composition. And I have 165 hours. So about 98% of your life where I don't really get to see you. so the only way I have influence on the other 98% is by the words that I speak and the things that I do, um, and the protocols I put in place for you, et cetera. Right? So it's a lot harder for me to take full responsibility over someone else's things, even though this is what I get paid to do for a living, right? Um, And I think about this the same scenario for my employees. Um, It's hard for me to take full responsibility for all those things. Now, my entire point of this conversation on today's podcast is the fact that you should be taking 100% of the responsibility for everything you do. Because what this does is it's a paradigm shift in the mindset, right? And when you take this shift in perception, you learn to only focus on what you can control versus what is wrong with whatever other service or party or group or friend or person that had some influence on that. And how can I offload that responsibility and focus on the things that I cannot control, which most of the time you probably still can, right? Um, and I think... Out of all the things I talk about, like this is, has to be the number one thing that we always look at. Is like, how do I take back control? How do I take back responsibility? How do I take back ownership? Right? Because the more we can control our own destiny, the better off we're going to be. Because there's less chance of us being stressed out or unhappy or angry at other things around us when we just kind of focus on our own things. And I love the idea of only focusing on what you can control. This is one of the things in stoicism that I probably connected to by far the most because I'm like, yeah, like why would I waste my time, my mind share and my energy focusing on the parts of life that I can't really control? Um, And we all go through this. I think for me, the pandemic was a, um, a very big realization for me because I finally actually for the first time dealt with a decent amount of anxiety and stress because I had someone else tell me to shut my business down and I had that same person or group or party not give us a timeline or much instruction and it it stressed me out because I hated the fact of losing control now that being said did I have the ability to do something else did I have the ability to go remote did I have the ability to do some personal training sessions here illegally did I have the ability to do all that if I wanted to the answer is yes I always had control and the one thing, and this is the last thing I want to make sure I'm spreading as a message. I'm not trying to say break laws here, but I'm saying at the end of the day, you do not need to do anything. You can do whatever the hell you want in life. Now, that being said, being at someone else's house, being in a certain state, being in a certain city, being in a certain country, um, there are rules by other people on their land. And if you decide to go against the rules, there will be repercussions. Um, you know, as a kid, there was a lot of things I didn't really... I don't know, so-called agree with, with my parents and mainly my dad. I was like, eh, like I don't need that. What's well, the point of me making the damn bed every day. I got to do push-ups or, you know, like you would always say, if the grass is greener, move out. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. See ya. And then I'm like, I don't know. Well, I'm obviously not going anywhere, so let's just all talk. But, <laughs> you know, you have the ability to do whatever. If like, I don't want to follow my dad's rules or my mom's rules or whatever, like I have the ability to leave and go follow my own rules. If I don't like uh, how much taxes I pay in California, I don't have to live in California if I don't like the way United States is being ran, I don't also have to live in this country. Like you don't have to do anything, right? At the end of the day, I think it's so important for our vitality and our happiness to just really, really grab control by its reins um, and understand that yes, even though it might not be quote unquote legal in any sense for the, some of the things you're doing, having the ability to feel that you're in control is a very, very powerful place to be. So taking that perception and taking that perspective change um, gives you a really, really good feeling that you're back in the driver's seat. And I think in order to adopt all the good habits that you want to create for yourself, in order to create financial wealth, in order to create a beautiful family, in order to create optimal health, you have to be the person driving it. It's not your trainer's fault, your nutritionist's fault, your therapist's fault, the world's fault, the government's fault. It's your fault. Um, now you can use delegation. You know, I think some of the most successful people, not just financially, they learn the power of leverage and leverage is not just by, you know, having a bank pay down 80% of my house as a loan, um, and having a tenant pay it off. Like that's a business form of leverage. I'm just using a random example, but there's also leverage of time of using other people and their resources and their time. You know, for me as a business owner, I can leverage other employees time. So me having seven employees, like I could have seven employees working 40 hours a week. Seven times 40 would be 280 hours a week that I get out, right? That costs me money, right? Or I can go hire a chiropractor to help me with my back pain because I can leverage their skills to make me a better person. So leverage, it's very powerful. Delegation, it's very powerful. Um, but at the end of the day, just because I leverage or delegate and same with you does not mean that it's our place to say that, well, we don't need any more help or it's like it's nothing has to do with us anymore because it's everyone else. You set the tone at the top no matter what for what you want. So no matter what, you always have to show the level of ownership that you want for yourself. Um, and as soon as you give any of that power away. You are literally giving power away. Like You're going to lose a lot of your abilities to solve these problems, right? So that was a big one for me. Is always just like thinking for yourself, embracing that struggle, and understanding that you have the control, getting out of that victim mindset. And we always get there. A lot of us get there. It's very easy to blame, and I do this all the time. And even though I'm someone that preaches it to try to teach you guys better, a lot of the stuff that I preach is stuff that I work on. Um I've gotten a lot better at it so I can tell you that obviously what I'm doing for me is working for me and I hope this helps you guys. So those are things another couple of notes that I wrote down is viewing every challenge as an opportunity. Um this is another mindset change for sure. Um a lot of times we look at obstacles or failures in life as as I guess is the word, right? Like it's an obstacle, it's a failure, right? Whatever. Um We've all heard the famous quote that there's no such thing as a failure. There's just all lessons. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if it's because I've either gotten really, really lucky or I just have a different perspective on it. I don't think I've failed in my life personally. Like I don't think I – like I've, I've lost jobs. I've lost relationships. I've lost a lot of things that, me, that were still in my control. I don't look at them as failures. So when I say I haven't failed – I've had a lot of big obstacles in my life and I just always tried to view those as lessons, right? Because that was the only way that I felt like, A, I was going to be happy from that. Um, I think it's really easy to like use an example of like relationships. Like when people get out of relationships, it's very, very easy to think about that challenge that you're going through of that separation. And it's never easy no matter how short or long the relationship or how serious or not serious the relationship is. It's not fun. Um, and try to understand that it's sometimes you like you're almost kind of kind of overhyping yourself like no matter what like I'm going to find someone better I'm going to find someone that's more fit for what I need and you almost like in a way and maybe I'm just speaking my own mind but like in a way you kind of almost like bash the other person to make it easier for you to kind of cope um and that's a coping mechanism right and we do this with jobs right we leave jobs sometimes either being our fault or not so either if you left or you got fired sometimes we try to like almost in a sense in our head bash it that the job was shit, the manager was shit, the company was shit, the corporate was at, the pay sucked. Um, and in reality, you just maybe weren't good at the job, right? Like those kind of things. So I think it's very easy when we're in those situations um, of running into whatever obstacle that we see, that that challenge creates the opportunity for you to become a victim. Um, and that's where we will always have the biggest opportunity to be like, no, we can dial it back in, we can take more ownership. What could have I done better? What could I have been done better in that job, in that relationship? Um, maybe my on-ramping of applying for that job and digging a little bit deeper, maybe knowing that person a little bit more, um, whatever it is, right? I'm just kind of thinking of random examples as always. Like taking those opportunities to view every challenge as a good thing. There is no failures if you have the right perspective towards it, right? Um, taking action based on truth. This is one thing. That A is very hard because we're overstimulated by knowledge. And B, when you're emotional, (laughs) it's even harder to do it because emotionally you are triggered. And, uh, we have all been there and I am definitely the king of this too. I tell people it's funny when I say like, I'm not, I'm not a very emotional person. When I say I'm not emotional, I don't get sad easily. I'm emotion, I'm emotional, but I'm like probably more anger driven if I get emotion. So if I get emotion, so like I think about this with golfing sometimes. Um, that of all random examples today. <laughs> Golfing sometimes frustrates the shit out of me. And I catch myself just like, Oh, I just like, I want to fucking break a club or I want to throw a club. And sometimes I do throw a club and sometimes I do yell the F bomb at the top of my lungs. And sometimes I don't do a good job of controlling it. Um, so when you're emotional, it's hard to sit there and just really, really dial in logic and this is why I think it's so important to really always take a few breaths, take a, a couple minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, to sometimes sit on it before we react to everything. Because in order for us to really take action based on truth and logic, um, it requires us first getting a little bit more centered before you do that thing. Um, you know, I made a post on my Instagram probably a couple weeks ago talking about how every part of the day and life and weeks and, you know, everything has transitions. And taking the transition period to really recenter yourself so you don't carry your work home, don't carry home work, vice versa, whatever. Because uh, sometimes if I have a stressed out day at work or with something with work and then I go home, it's not fair to my girlfriend for her to deal with what I had at work. So it's my job to recenter myself and not bring that in. If I have something outside of work or my relationship or something that kind of aggravated me, it's making sure my job is to show with fantastic energy to be on, to set the example from the top and be the example and the leader that I need to be for my employees and my clients and everyone else here and myself, most importantly, um, that's not easy, right? So taking these opportunities to kind of recenter yourself so you can look at logic and you can look at truth and you can look at it from a very open-minded perspective that staying open-minded is the secret sauce for me, right? Because there is no wrong answer when you're open-minded. There's just different answers for different people. And trying to find truth in every situation, it's not an easy task, right? So taking the time to be able to sit down and breathe in between those to really get out of that state emotionally and making sure you're not in this very high arousal, sympathetic state, very important. The last one is um, believing that the world is, conspire, is conspiring to help you, right? Which is basically a fancy way of standing the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset. Um, the abundance mindset for me is understanding that Um, I'll use a business example for this one. Like when I first opened up my business, my parents just like, mm, I don't want to say most parents can't really speak for other people, I guess. Um, I don't want to say they were against me opening up a business. They were just very concerned that me opening up a business in a competitive space at 25 years old, it might be an easy way to lose money for the people that a helped me, you know, friends and family that kind of gave me the little money in the raising round. Um, opening up a business in general having employees and other people that i'm responsible for like i get where that fear comes from um obviously for me i was like on my seventh year in the industry i've been talking about it for nine year or nine years since before i even started working in the gym. gyms when i started working out i was like i need to do this. this is what i want to do and um having an abundance mindset made it really really easy for me right because i looked at everything as like ah, easy problem to fix super easy um, versus being like, fuck, like a scarcity mindset is like, I have all these other gyms. We're new. There's, you know, Equinox is almost pretty much a publicly traded company across the street. Like we're going to get our ass eaten out by like all these people. Um, that was a weird word to use for that. Um, our ass kicked is probably what I meant to use. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was very weird. And, uh, you know, so I looked at it kind of being like, okay, like I couldn't look at it that way. Uh, But it's a very stressful way to like just have a point of view that way towards business. So for me, having more of an abundance perspective towards what I was running into in the beginning made it much easier for me to solve the problem. Because what it did is it gave me the responsibility back. It gave me the power back. And I was like, I am the only one responsible for my happiness, my health, my wealth, my success in my business. I don't care if the world shuts down again. I will make this thing work. Um, and taking that ownership makes it super, super, super easy for me to solve every single thing that might become a problem, right? So any obstacle that you see in your life, it's not a failure, it's not hardship, it's just going to be a challenge, and you have to view that challenge as an opportunity to be better, and you have to view that challenge as something that you can control, and no matter what thing in your life that you are complaining about, about other people or things being the issue... The more that you can take the keys back to your own car and get in the driver's seat again and understand that I am the person that's not doing enough or I am the person that is completely responsible for this success or lack thereof, then you can make some serious change, right? And if you're someone that wants to kind of have a lot of power in their life and build a life around what they view as their best life, my biggest overall philosophical mission— is people live a beautiful life and they're happy and they enjoy every single minute of it and they don't fucking listen to other people if it doesn't make them happy, right? Like just do whatever you want, like do the things that really to your core make you happy. And the cool thing is most of the time, being good to yourself, being good to other people, being respectful and doing whatever the hell you want is an easy way to build a strong community and following of people that support that. And most importantly, having a lifestyle that you are truly in center alignment with, right? Um, and the more you crave or more you kind of fade, I said my, my words all over the place today, um, fade over to this victim side of things, the easier it is for you not to acquire the things that you want in your life because you're giving up your power and you're giving your responsibility to somebody else. So hope this helps as always. This will be something I talk about multiple times a year, every single year for the rest of my time of ever doing social media or coaching because it's something that so many people deal with, including myself. And I love these podcasts and as much as I uh love helping other people, I love helping myself just as much. And I listen to the same podcast that you guys that I even literally make myself because it's a good reminder, right? So use these things to kind of make yourself better. Use this as an opportunity to view areas of your life that maybe you think you're kind of giving up ownership by being a victim, quote-unquote, and take that responsibility back, okay? All right, guys. Well, as always, have a great weekend. Have a great day, whatever day you're listening to this. Um, if you love this podcast, leave a review. If you love this podcast and someone else that you need to share this with, needs to hear it, share it with them, helps everyone grow. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. See ya.